Welcome to another episode of the Bosshood Podcast, your go-to place for motivation, encouragement, and inspiration on your journey of becoming a boss. Be sure to check out our Boss Talk with our friend Dan P. Lee, who shares the inside scoop of New York's fashion industry and shares some encouragement for all of you hustlers trying to chase your dreams in a big city. In this episode, Ryan and I are back with our regularly scheduled boss moves and tech updates, and we are nerding out about social media strategy and highlighting some really cool brands who are killing it on social right now. Hope you enjoy it. This episode is brought to you by Streamlined Media and Communications. Streamlined focuses on connecting cultures and generations through thoughtful, well-produced ideas. Learn more at streamlinedmedia.co. Hola, como estas, Ryan? Hola, mamacita, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm super excited for us to be back with a regular episode. And I just want to check in. Like, it's summertime in New York. What is going on with you? What have you been up to? A lot. One, I've just been hot, consistently Same. hot and humid. And I kind of skipped summer clothes shopping. So I've just been. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I skipped it or I just didn't have the coins for it this year right. or what. I, I feel like I have like two pairs of shorts. It's hot. But it's been a really good, I've had a really good um, summer so far. I've been doing a bunch of different stuff. There's been a bunch of like festivals going on here. Yeah. I've um, been going to different events for work and kicking it with friends every weekend. Drinking a little bit, you know. As you should. Out. As you going should. to the beach. The beach, New York actually does have a beach. It's kind of like a thing that people don't really talk about too much when they talk about New York, but there is a beach um jacob reese beach and rockaway beach and so we've been having some beach days and i feel like i have to see that to believe that <clears throat> personally that's nothing i've ever experienced in new york <laughs> yeah it's a thing it's and it's crazy it's like a complete i mean you're it's like out of the city so you got to take like a train like an hour right. out of brooklyn to get there but um it's a good time we go and pack some food up pack some champagne up and other oh, you pack champagne and, in your beach bag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how you live. It's living. a nice. You got to stay hydrated out there, so. Water, yeah, I don't champagne, know if champagne sunscreen. Is hydrating, so that I've been good. I'm just. I'm kind of just in a space where I'm really practicing patience. Mm. Patience. My uh, my one year hit. Uh, um, as you know, my one year hype beast hit. So that nice. kind of brought on a lot of revelations and just. Just me kind of analyzing and taking a step back to look at where I've grown over the last year. And crazy, when we were starting Bosshood, I was just now starting at Hypebeast as well. Um, so that's brought on a lot of, you know, ideas and thinking about what I want to do in the future there and, you know, how I've grown. And But I'm just trying to remain present and patient with my process and just taking life as it comes. Good. As you should be. As yeah, you what are you up be. to? How's LA treating you? Palm trees um, in paradise? I feel like I'm out of LA almost every other weekend at this point. <laughs> right. Been traveling. Yeah, I've been there. yeah, I've been traveling so much for work, which has been really fun. I actually just recently got back from Houston, which was literally so much fun. Like the most fun I've had at a work event thus far, and it was cool because I just felt like I felt very confident with my task, and uh-huh. I was like really engaging with 
all the attendees we had like a style summit basically so a lot of fashion influencers came out and then a lot of girls who are interested in fashion or you know work in retail or have their blogs and things like that but um houston had some of the nicest people like that i've really ever come across people were so friendly um i'd definitely be down to go back to houston for a little vacay no the switch Um, up from la i'm guessing what'd you say I said that, like, personality, the the friendliness and the openness, well, sure that was a switch up from L.A.? Well, that's the thing. People are friendly in L.A., but it's it's just a different kind of, it's just a different kind of friendly. Like, people, mm-hmm. it's the southern hospitality. That's what people talk about, and it's such a thing. It really is. Right. It's just, like, genuine, like, I don't even know, just niceness. People are yeah. just so cool. Um, was this your first time visiting Houston? Yeah, first time visiting Houston. I've been to Austin for work. Um, a little while ago as well. So those are really my only two Texas trips outside of the airport. Gotcha. But I've never, I've never cool. experienced, I've never been to the South at all. So that like Southern, you know. <gasps> but you know, like when you meet people who are yeah, from when Atlanta. Yeah, you from the South, you can. I mean, Atlanta specifically. Like, you know people from Atlanta and you're like, okay. I don't know if I get that. What? <laughs> I don't know if I get I get I a lot know. of different things from Atlanta, but... I just have this love in Atl- of for Atlanta. But anyways, that's oh, what I've been up to. Okay. I've been I'm traveling. Um, work has been You've been cool. killing it at work. The Instagram. Been I've been following busy. you guys on Instagram. Shout out to Work Party on to. Instagram. Follow follow us and get all the real talk business advice. Um, I'm super excited because I'm going to be making like small cameos on the work party podcast which is our ceo's um podcast where she's going to be interviewing lots of you know female business owners and things but i'm going to be on there so check me out i'm so excited for that you guys have already started recording yeah it's dropping august 21st so look out for you guys we'll definitely have to check let people know where to catch you at but that's literally that's literally my life my life has been work lately um i'm slowly but surely if, if you guys have been listening for a little while, you know, I recently moved into this apartment. It was kind of like a big deal for me. I shared on this podcast when I got a bed for the first time, which was so crazy. But um, I've kind of been slowly but surely making this space into a home. And it's been taking me a little while just to kind of like feel comfortable in it. But it's coming along. Um, it's coming along. And every moment, every kind of like peaceful, like slow Saturday that I get to just kind of like chill in the space and like not rush around with this to-do list or anything, I'm like, wow, just I relax, really earned this. Yeah. Like, I know you said you guys bought like a couch and all that too. Um, so, so my roommate had a couch, but, and then someone gave us a couch for free. So we've got two couches, but we're looking nice. at a table. We're trying to okay. get a, like a little kitchen, kitchen table set up really yeah. soon. So. But that's me. That's what's going on. I've been on this interesting... I've been on this binge watch of the show Being Mary Jane. Oh, my gosh. And I've just developed this new love and just... You're late. Aspiration. I'm very late. I'm a couple years late, actually. Because when the show was on, I just... I don't know what I was doing. I was in college. I don't know if I just Scandal wasn't watching was TV. Happening. Scandal was happening at the same time. There were a couple other really good shows that people were watching. Right. But Being Mary Jane... Oh my god! I've kept up with like How to Get Away with Murder for years. That's my show. Can't wait right. for it to come on. But Being Mary Jane, I've been binging it lately on Netflix, and I'm upset. I just I'm connecting so much with this character. Like I want <laughs> her life. I want her apartment, her family. Just well, maybe not her family, but just she's every. Got a lot of, yeah, she's got a lot going on. But she I has love, a lot I going love. on, and it's it's a really good show. And I'm it almost is. done with the fourth episode, the fourth season. So now well, it's, it's going to be over. Ending. 
I mean, we're getting know. a we're getting a two hour movie in September, but I mean, other than that, it's over. I'm here. I for love it. I love that her note taking and her quotes that she writes, and I love yeah. it. So yeah. So I've been on this binge like probably every I night. Have, I've been watching a few episodes. I have sticky notes on my bedroom mirror. Actually, Cute. I kind of got that from her. <laughs> let's get into our boss moves. There's so much cool stuff going on, so let's give some shout-outs to what we're following. All right, online. so let's get into our boss moves for the day. I um I want to talk about Oprah Winfrey, and I mean always we don't need to explain why or how <laughs> or when Oprah became a boss, but um I specifically want to talk about this because one it involves tech, which is something i love and it involves oprah winfrey which is someone i've watched and looked up to forever um so oprah just announced um a partnership with apple so oprah just signed on a multi-year partnership to create original content with apple um and it's not even and the crazy thing is she just signed on to this partnership and so it's new it's fresh but this is something we might not even see for a while because apple um Apple's rolling out like this video streaming service that is not even I don't even know when it's slated exactly to be out. What do you think what do you think this is gonna look like? Like another app on our phone or I think it's gonna be another app. I'm positive it's gonna be another app. It's Apple. Why would it not be another app? Yeah. Yeah. I'm and then and I'm guessing and I'm thinking it's gonna be, you know, integrated into your Apple T V and integrated into your smart TV. Oh definitely. Um, oh, that's very smart. Definitely Apple T V integration. I can see that for sure. Right. So Apple and Oprah are gonna be she's gonna be creating original content for them. Um and there's really not it, it's so it's very high profile and kinda of high brow right now. There's not a lot of information, but Apple's gonna be doing a lot of different stuff on this new video streaming service and one of them is like Kevin Durant is helping you know produce this like scripted basketball show there's going to be like reboots of different like Steven Spielberg films um, it, it looks like there's going to be some like books that are getting like live TV app mm. um, adaptions and stuff like that yeah. so um, I don't know I'm excited I mean that's exciting Oprah's own platform if there's if it's anything I like own, I'm, I'm going to love it. I don't know if it'll be scripted shows. I don't know if it'll be heard doing interviews. Um, Do you remember when the Oprah show was kind of like ending and yeah. they were announcing that Oprah was creating her, her own network? People were like, hmm, I don't know if that's going to be very successful. Mm-hmm. Like, we're curious to see how that turns out. I mean, she killed it. Yeah, it's amazing. She I absolutely killed Sugar. it. Sugar, you know that's my show. Yeah, I know um, it is. It's so funny. It's funny because I, I don't even, I don't have cable. We live in New York and. 23 i don't have cable but uh, i uh, have my mom's like cable login so i can watch um just different shows on own i love that that love is show is also really good um, i want to see that did you send me this login stuff i told you i wanted to see that show oh, I, yeah. I need you to i need to get i need to send it to you it's like a i'll send it to you offline here i can't say this <laughs> you just but yeah she's going to be creating original content and just continuing to embrace her ability to connect and with audiences and tell stories and you know really i think oprah just really breaks ground with a lot of issues and she really gets in deep with a lot of things so i think this is because it's not anything other than podcasts right other than your podcast app there's not a lot of content on any kind of apple phone or service that really allows you to like experience content longer experience stories yeah. like longer than you know 
So I'm super excited for that. And I just watched her. I just I was watching her interview with Trevor Noah, which is actually I think it's from a few months back uh, when he uh, released his book. But that was an amazing interview. You should definitely check that out. Definitely encourage anybody listening to check that out. Yeah, I have to see that. Yeah, kind of dope. Well, shout out to Oprah always making boss moves. I want to bring another phenomenal black woman to the table actually but blavity has raised 6.5 million dollars in series a um funding so a little technical terms there around funding and stuff but basically um this is so dope if you're not familiar with blavity i mean i'm sure you are at this point if you're listening to us but if you're not familiar with blavity blavity is a media um tech and lifestyle company geared towards black millennials and they started um I mean, Ryan and I, Ryan, we have been like personally inspired by Blavity's just growth and story and entire journey of becoming, you know, the the platform that it is today since yeah. like day one, um, which is really cool. I moved to Los Angeles for an internship with Blavity um, for the summertime before I started finding, you know, my other opportunities and things. So I was kind of like on the ground with them at the launch of the Los Angeles office and like I remember we were getting furniture in and we were getting like art in and everyone like the team the energy was so it's high everyone life. was so yeah, excited it was beautiful things that were going on there yeah so they just got they just secured the bag like a major bag major and they're getting ready to open an office in Atlanta that is um they said it's going to be specifically focused on like engineering and data, which is smart, obviously, so smart. That's like the key stuff that's going to make, you know, build that foundation you know for that makes any me type think? of company. I feel like Blavity will eventually have its own app then. Like if they're if they're oh, focusing sure. in on hiring, you know, engineers and hiring developers, I, I think it'd be really dope for Blavity to have an app and that would just make consuming content, consuming their content just a lot more simple, you know, a more just at your fingertips like That'd be really dope. Definitely. I can definitely see that. Shout out to Blavity. Um, and, and also shout out to um, Jonathan Jackson, which was one of our first guests we had on. And Jonathan is a co-founder of Blavity. Um, we definitely brought that up and talked about that on the episode. Um, so yeah. definitely go back and listen to our boss talk with Jonathan. If you guys want to learn more about Blavity and Jonathan, yeah, check that out. Shout out to Blavity. That's a major bag. That's And just even my experience working... You know, I had a short when I worked for Block for a couple of years. Um, yeah. You know, being on that side and seeing what it really looks like for um, just black co-founders and blacks that are breaking into tech, what it looks like for them to secure this, this level of funding. Like, this doesn't happen. This is like history. It, it's really hard for a lot of um, black people in tech to, you know, break in and really get people to back them like this. And this is this is this is a really just an example right now of I think how how things are shifting and things are changing and you know we're securing the resources and the, the equity that we deserve so shout out to Blavity yeah it's definitely history in the making so keep an eye on that team and they're always hiring too so. they are I was yeah, looking at the job Atlanta. board real quick today there's like a full right. list so if you have like yeah experience with coding and it's definitely with coding and tech and there's a and even there's other jobs outside of like computer yeah. science stuff so check out blavity follow them read Definitely their stories they're really important
This episode is brought to you by Streamlined Media and Communications. Streamlined focuses on connecting cultures and generations through thoughtful, well-produced ideas. Learn more at streamlinedmedia.co. Let's talk about tech, baby. Let's talk about IGTV. That wasn't that wasn't really planned, but it did rhyme. Um, okay. Okay. So, my tech update for today. I want to talk about IGTV. So, for those of you who don't know, I always like to do this little breakdown in the beginning. Um, IGTV is a new feature on Instagram where you can now upload long-form video content separate from your Instagram story. So Instagram stories has, you know, its own duration. What is it, like 20 seconds? 15 seconds. 15, 15 seconds. Yeah, um, sure. And with with IGTV, you can upload, what is it, up to an hour? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Up to an hour-long video content. So this is specifically um, useful for bloggers. It's kind of, it's very similar to YouTube, but this is what I want to talk about. I want to ask, Brian, do you think that IGTV is going to replace YouTube for content creators? I don't know about replace. I feel like it's another. It's just an extension of a channel that most. I'm. I'm. I'm positive that most people on YouTube are also leveraging Instagram, right, to create content. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say that most bloggers, most you know, YouTubers have Instagram. I feel like this is just another extension of Instagram for them. I don't. I don't think it's gonna replace it, but I feel like it. I mean, you you have. A, kind of like an ear more more than i do to like the blogger space you know influence influencers or like beauty bloggers like do you feel like people are moving away were people already moving away from youtube you think so over the past i don't know don't quote me on specifics but over the past year or so youtube has been changing their algorithms they've been changing the way that they pay out content creators they've been changing their ad platform and strategies so i know that youtubers have been pretty upset about that and it's became um not as reliable as a platform or not as reliable as a stream of income for them as it was in the past but something specifically that i heard uh, a blogger and influencer content creator however you want to describe her some a way that i heard her explain youtube and her audience on youtube was that it's such a loyal audience on YouTube because people get on YouTube and they subscribe to specific channels that they want to be notified of. They want to know when their favorite YouTuber posts a new video. They want to know where they're, um, you know, the travel vlogger that they follow. They want to know where they're going next. And, you know, they want to know their updates as soon as it comes and and they get on that platform to see those notifications. Whereas on Instagram, I feel like we're just scrolling just to see whatever is there, right? Yeah. It's not, you might have your favorite people that you check up on every now and then, but it's not like you're on that app because of someone else. I mean, yeah. really, I feel like we're selfish on Instagram. For me, anyways, I want to post my pictures. I focus on my feed more than I obsess over what other people are doing. <laughs> and also, right? I just, we like, don't spend a lot of time scroll. on content. Like, I mean, if, if there's a video yet and you want to watch it, I love Instagram stories. I watch people's Instagram stories a lot, you know. Yeah. But it just with engaging with friends, engaging with your followers, I'm not spending that much time on a on a normal static just Instagram photo. I'm kind of we're just liking and scrolling unless there's some kind of conversation or call to action for me to engage. Majority of the time, I'm I'm not 
spending much time on that content. But, you know, YouTube, you spend a lot of time on YouTube. You you watch yeah. it. I mean, I'll get in. I get in like a deep rabbit hole on YouTube. Like I'm it's a watching some engine. video. Right. It's a search engine as well. I'm watching some video and then all the suggestions on the side. And I'm just and sometimes I'm yeah. just in this 90. Most of the time I'm, I'm watching like music videos. Um but even with like, I follow like some different yoga and fitness instructors, right? I'm like, and then it's recommending other bloggers, other, you know, channels to me. So I'm checking out all these other different things. So now I actually just like last week I was doing some yoga at home and caught myself like, I'm like, wow, like I went to this one girl's yoga channel and now I'm like on this guy's and now I'm subscribed to him and like so yeah you get real deep in it and it allows people that are looking for something very niche um you know to find yeah. like a home to find you know a play place almost but I don't know I think IGTV is cool I think it's good for brands that are already brands and publishers and um just outlets that already have like long form video content because what we've been doing is just like repurposing some content like repurposing interview content repurposing video series that we've done and and just kind of testing it out we're kind of in like a testing phase with it and then i also read that they will you know in the in the future they're considering monetizing content on igtv so i feel like you know even when they push it to that level i think it'll definitely make it a lot more appealing for that's gonna happen creators. soon i bet you that that's probably gonna happen before the end of the summer yeah as at this I point agree. you can't i don't think you can do any there's no there's no branded content um like branded partnership like you can't do branded content on mm-hmm. there now but i'm sure that that's gonna come really quick i mean this branded you can do branded instagram stories branded right posts. i'm sure that's that's gonna be the next thing i'm sure definitely that's only a matter so, of time but i mean i think it's cool. Like I saw that like companies like Chipotle, Nike was using it, Netflix of course, um, and I also saw I was watching. This was a really Have cool Trader experience. Joe's? Trader Joe's. Which, I want to tune into that. I don't even follow Trader Joe's on Instagram. What I don't either. Name? I'm about to do that. What is I shop at Trader Joe's all the like? time. If they're sharing discount codes or something, I need to be in tune with that. I don't follow Netflix on Instagram either. Hmm. This is interesting. I definitely want to. <laughs> I don't follow restaurants on Instagram. Is that a thing? I follow LA restaurants like um Yeah, I follow like bars, like bars that I know that like have like happy hours and stuff that things are like more local, but I don't follow There was a girl walking down Melrose with a tray of sandwiches, sample size sandwiches for a new restaurant, just walking down the street. Would you like a sample? I mean, decent sample size. And she was like, I just need you to post on your Instagram story and tag us. I'm like, for a sandwich? Absolutely. (laughs) I was so here for it. Did you do it? What was that? Yeah, I did it. And then um, I walked down the street and I turned around and I went to go buy the full sandwich because it was good. Oh, was that the day that you spent $18 (laughs) on a sandwich? (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. The same day? (laughs) Y'all, Teal texted me like, Ryan, I just spent $18 on a sandwich. What is my life? I was like, wow. Los Angeles. I don't want to talk about it. It's fine. We'll move on from that conversation. (laughs) They gave me a water bottle, too. I got a water bottle. But IGTV, the one thing that was really cool is when it first rolled out, um, there were a couple brands that had, like, really early access to creating content with it. And one of the first things I watched was Virgil Abloh's first Louis Vuitton collection, like his first show in Paris, it was completely live streamed. Oh, cool. Well, first there was like a, 
there was almost like this documentary like leading up to the day like him getting ready and him preparing for this show like and i've talked about virgil abloh in here a few times but for anyone that's listening that doesn't know who virgil abloh is he's he's now the creative director of louis vuitton um and he's just been making a lot of big waves in streetwear and fashion and he's like an architect turned designer turned dj like this guy teal literally has like 10 titles under his belt and he's like still creating new and he's just his his career trajectory is just the most interesting thing and i'm just really paying attention to that guy um but i watched his first show on igtv and that was really dope like that i was like really tuned in i got watched the entire thing um but i don't know i mean we'll see what happens with it as of now like just don't watch. I don't even really like to watch YouTube videos on my phone. I, I'll, I'd rather have my laptop open and watching like a longer YouTube video. I agree. I've never been like a super avid YouTube. Like I, there are channels that I subscribe to and things, but I don't know. Will IGT become the new home for influencers? Stay tuned and find out next time on your episode <laughs> of Tech Updates with Teal and Ryan. No more freestyles, please. <laughs> Okay, so today's discussion topic is all about basically social media strategy. And we wanted to pull out some brands that are really killing it and talk about what exactly um, stands out about these brands to us on social media. So the thing is, right now, people are so engaged and so tuned into social media. And with all these new features and updates right on these platforms that we use on a regular basis, people are very demanding of content like more than ever and a lot of really established brands are kind of missing out wouldn't you say like they're kind of falling behind or there's a potential for established brands to fall behind if they don't really focus and engage their audience on social media you can definitely look i can take a look at an instagram feed and compare to like competitive brands and really pull out like okay who's getting it here who's not Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell that, like, very quickly with a, a quick swipe up of the finger, right? <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I think it's also allowed new brands to kind of kickstart a lot of things, like their, their voice and their tone and their audience and their sense of community and everything. Like, if you want to launch a brand today launch your instagram account that's obviously where you start right to get your visuals to get your community going to get the conversations and the awareness spread and then i i feel like from there like you create your website and then you know you start working on your product launch and once you get a product launch you got to think about content again how are you going to sell that and how are you going to entice people to purchase through social media because that's where everyone is that's where your customer is um but the thing that the thing that really makes you successful is to have a strategy behind it right right so basically like we want to highlight three things that you should keep in mind when you start to strategize a um a social presence for your brand or for your company um, and this is coming from experience. Oh, we've been on social. Ryan, this is so funny. We've been on social media as a social platform since what? I don't even know what age we can even say. But like, 
Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, like those were our places Shit, to MySpace. like keep up with our friends. <laughs> well, I mean, MySpace, MySpace, right? Of course. I mean, I mean, very early on, it was as social. It kind of it evolved as a career interest for me and you, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've been di- I, I I kind of I refer to myself often as like a digital native. I feel like the internet was we grew up with the internet. Well, we didn't ha- always have it, but we very early on, like I was in middle school and had access to internet. Right, yeah. I mean, my dad was a computer engineer, and he had internet popping for us <laughs> at a young age, right. which is so funny. Still but have a laptop at five. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've been really in tune with this, with this platform and this kind of other world here. So these three things, I'll go ahead and start with the first one, but basically these three things that you have to keep in mind when you think of a brand social strategy the first one is that content is king content is king and they taught me this in my marketing class and everything but basically um creating beautiful content with diverse images and very inclusive community and encouraging user-generated content that's another way that really um stands out on social if you're reposting things that your audience is sharing about their experience with your brand or their experience with your product that's a great content share basically and defining and consistently promoting your brand message so repetition is huge here with your content you have to repeat things that are in tune with what your brand wants to represent whether it's messaging whether it's colors whether it's a specific design Um, for example on work party which is the brand that i manage at my job every wednesday we feature a female entrepreneur and we call it work party starter wednesday so this repetition is going to you know eventually over time well i mean even now we've we've amassed over 30,000 followers, right? Since crazy. I started managing. And that, I, just, I feel like the Instagram, insane. you guys didn't have, you guys didn't, didn't have it that long. So. No, we started from ground zero. Yeah. Like, I've only been with the company for eight months, so it's been less than that. But this repetition, I think, I think a lot of the growth has to do with the repetition and the content that we're sharing. It's very specific right. and you know um, who we're speaking to. Definitely important. Just and that's, just that's the second point. Some kind of consistent type of content, right? Or have a consistent brand, uh, like pillars that you share, right? Rather, it's like, yeah, you know, the one of the Instagrams that I manage, we're consistently sharing music, but we want to make sure we're sharing like women in music. Like, we also share like, of course, we share like the popping, like more well-known artists, right? Your Drake, your Jay Z, your Beyonce, but then also making sure that we're throwing in, you know, educating people, educating people on you know, new up-and-coming artists, up-and-coming, you know, videos. Collaboration is really huge within music, right? So when there's, like, a big collab going on, making sure we're sharing that kind of content. So, yeah, I think just another thing is, like, that show showcasing, like, that example that you said, you know, you guys do this series. Like, I think having different series and things of content is super important for your strategy. Um, and that really goes right into the second point is knowing who you're speaking to, yeah. right? So you're bringing up examples of music or even if you say examples of fashion or even specifically shoes. If you know exactly what your audience is interested in and the more you know about your audience, the better your social strategy can yeah, be tailored to is them. Everything. And the thing is, when you're just starting your audience is in your mind like you can define who that person is that you're speaking to like you can 
make up a name for them. You can list three of their hobbies. You can identify, you know, you two cities them, that they them. could. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Craft your audience and know exactly who you want, who you envision purchasing your product or interacting with your brand. And then speak directly to them consistently every single time. And those are kind of points for if you're just starting and you're kind of building your audience. But once you already have an audience, you can literally ask them, why are you following me? What do you want to see from me? Why are you here? Like get feedback from them and they'll tell you. They're like, yo, I love this post that you do. Every Wednesday I tune in just to see another female business owner that I can follow. Or every Friday I know you're going to share four brands that you're following who have you know, a great aesthetic or something like that. People will let you know what they like and what they don't like. And those people who will let you know that, those are your very valuable customers. Those are your loyal audience members because they're in tune with your brand and they're going to give you feedback. Yeah. yeah. Just building a community around a brand is just super important. And I love when I go to, I go and see that like brands are commenting and responding and really doing some community management with their followers or their audience. Uh, I think that that's really important. A brand just being like the, the next, this kind of rolls into the next point, right? So content is king and audience is everything. But the third point here is connection is key. So having a connection, um, like an actual connection and, and allowing it to be humanized, like like taking a step back from, okay, I'm a brand, but you can also in, in input a lot of personality into um you know, your brand or your presence on social, right? So taking a more humanized approach to your content. Um, I think it's also important to switch up storytelling. Uh, the diversity of storytelling is important. And I, what I mean by that is, I think your example here, Till, of this series that you guys are doing with different millennial and entrepreneurial women is really cool. Um, but that's like one segment of storytelling. And, I, and I'm understanding as well that that's like one segment of your audience, right? One segment of your mm-hmm. audience is millennial women that aspire to be entrepreneurs but there might other be there might be another segment of your audience that you're leaving out in that space right so like also creating content that appeals to that other part of your audience um mm-hmm. yeah and, then, and i think that also comes into play when you think about like if you want to create a community that is based on storytelling so and and you want to do that through a blog mm-hmm. or you want to do that through you know any other any other form of media i think that comes with like growing your team and having different types of writers featured right or having different types of people in front of the camera every now and then i think that really helps um build build an audience and diversify that storytelling yeah and diversity of of people and gender and like i love i don't i mean this is a personal bias i don't want to go to an instagram and see one one type of person like yeah. You know, you who are you because then that that informs me who you who you want your product to be in front of and who you want to sell your product. And if to. I don't relate to that, exactly. right? If I don't relate to that, then I'm moving on basically. So if I see like all this editorial content and you shot it with ten white models and you're gonna push that content out for three months, like this is not you know it's not gonna be something that is appealing to me. But I love when I see brands using even when it, not even just race but race gender like different ages of people right people just from different places in the world people with different backgrounds and people with different jobs people with different lifestyles like yeah i mean the list goes on but i think just to wrap this up here just connection to 
it all has to go back to your mission and, and I should be able to look at your your Instagram feed or your Twitter account and really get some kind of feel for what your brand is and, and I can see the strategy like unfold if I can see your mission and things throughout your social media then I think you're doing a really good job absolutely and I mean just moving on to our next point here a brand that really does the diversity in their storytelling really well is Fenty Beauty and Savage Fenty so I'm obsessed with Rihanna not even obsessed but I I low-key am Rihanna she is we are one very connected to her (laughs) very connected to her um I, yeah, I said that, like, this is a sidebar, but I said that, like, age 23, 24, I was channeling my inner Rihanna, and I think I've really done that well, so just pat on the back for me for a second. <laughs> but, um, so Fenty Beauty and Savage Fenty by Rihanna are both um, two brands owned by Rihanna, and beauty is makeup, as you can tell, but it's, um, we shouted, we shouted this brand out a few episodes ago just for like the diversity and the inclusiveness in the product so rihanna's foundation line was kind of like the most wide-ranging foundation line in a long time and it really catered to women of all shades um from the fairer side to the darker side and everything in between which is really amazing and then um she recently launched this this lingerie line and it's not even like specifically lingerie it's like I mean, it's like bra and panties, like just necessities that women need on a regular basis. But it's like with a cosign from Rihanna, so obviously so everyone like wants to wear like this. A sex appeal to it, right? This like yeah, this, this free. It, it just and the crazy thing is, is I've only seen this. I don't. I mean, I don't even follow these two brands on social media. There's no reason for me to. I mean, of course, I follow Rihanna, so I see her promoting the brands. But there's there's like this carefree like sexiness to it, and there's just this like almost um i feel like it's it's really encu- it's also the message behind it is really encouraging women to embrace their body and like just giving them something to feel comfortable and sexy and and like empowered in almost it's crazy like that and it's like it's like approachable you know sometimes i feel like when celebrities and higher named people put their name on a brand it's like uh you know that's so far out of reach for me like you got to be on this certain level of luxury about it but i think that the cool thing with both of Rihanna's brands is, you know, it's in a it's in a reasonably priced market. Yeah. Like it's not like this luxurious item that you have to like work your way up for. And what I wanted to specifically highlight about both of these brands is the way that they're using or Rihanna's using herself or her team or whatever, but the way that she's involved yeah. in like promoting new products or promoting <laughs> a launch. Like, Rihanna getting on Instagram stories and doing these makeup tutorials it's with everything. her own product was, like, like if you didn't watch that the day that it came out, I don't know what you were doing. That's, like, like you tuned into. I mean, I'm sure that that's going to be included in, like, a roundup of, like, top 25 moments, social media moments. Like, Rihanna promoting her own product, being, her, being, like, the hand model, being the model to her own product, and people love it. People love it, and I see people share it, like, widely, like, men, women, people that I know that aren't even purchasing this brand, or it's, I'm constantly seeing people sharing these, like, little tutorials and stuff she's doing, they love it. Yeah, I, I love it, too, and it's on my list of things to invest in for myself, because I think it will, 
just make me a better person yeah. honestly <laughs> no, like that's smart that's a, just a really smart strategy leveraging her personality and her fandom to create content and i, I yeah i think it's i mean amazing. you follow do you follow fenty beauty on instagram yeah i follow fenty beauty on instagram um whoever their videographer graphic designer animations person is is amazing i think the content is really fun and different and um I might be biased about this, but I just think it's cool. I think it's it's different than your typical beauty brand on yeah. social media. Like, we're not just sharing basic pictures of people in lipstick. Like, I don't know. I think the people that um, both of these accounts are highlighting wearing the product, like you said, it's a range of it's a range of skin tones. It's a range of ethnicities. It's a range of sizes. Like, it just looks like the product is made for anyone, which yeah. is I'm looking at the awesome. feed right now. It's great. It's beautiful. It's great. a lot it's of beautiful. texture, a lot of color, a lot of. Uh, it looks like they're in what we mentioned already doing a lot of UGC content. They're regramming. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. They have hashtag regram R I H gram. Yeah. Love Genius. That. Right. So they're like regramming a bunch of <laughs> regram. Love it. Just a bunch you of people. You wanted to talk like, about another brand. You were going to talk about another brand that does really good. Um, user-generated content right? yeah you sure. love ugc don't you it's a and I, I remember when i first learned of like what that was in college i'm like ugc content and i i remember doing a whole campaign when i was working with block i'm like we need to do a ugc campaign like we want to get in front of because the goal was to get in front of these college students and like really connect with college students so what we were doing was in like shouting out different college students and meeting them where they are on instagram um but yeah i want to talk about the brand away um, Away is a luggage brand. If you, it, I don't know if if you if anybody's listening, if you've heard it, definitely look up Away. Their Instagram is real simple. It's just the word Away, um, but it's like a first in class like luggage brand that just really innovated and just took over the luggage market um, in many different ways. And the two co-founders are women, which is really dope. And they've been getting a lot of press and getting a lot of coverage for what they've done with this brand in such a short amount of time. Um, I think what they do really well and just looking over their social media, I think very early on they collaborated with a lot of like lifestyle and like travel influencers to really get the word out about um, their luggage products. They have like a, a really wide range of it's, it's, it's luggage like for the, the millennial that travels, that's on the go. That's like, you know, super busy but also want something that's very functional like i don't know if they invented this but i want to say that they invented the the chart you know they they have the the luggage that you can charge your phone it has a charger hooked up to yeah it. it was it was definitely one of the first um in the market i remember hearing about just how innovative it was yeah. it was definitely different people had never heard of it before um it's really cool. This is like a big adulting purchase, right. I would say. And you can like, I, look, I'm over here saving up. I'm like, I'm going to get me like a new, like right. an actual luggage set of this stuff. It's cool. And then like the charger is like oh. retractable and you can like take Wait. it out. And Dwayne Wade has his own yeah line with them? Yeah. So they've done partnerships with different celebrities. Dwayne Wade is oh, just like I one celebrity. Then they also did this like Despicable Me partnership as well. When Despicable Me came yeah. out, they had like the that really vibrant like yellow colored. Um, yeah, they have these like luggage packs, and I think it's just really cool that they're doing. I want to talk about their influencer marketing really, um, 
having Dwayne Wade, such a big basketball star that has Dwayne Wade has multiple partnerships, clothing line, you know, sneaker line, um, having him have a like taking taking the athlete off the court, right, and like bringing him into a more lifestyle. Because of course he's a basketball player, he needs quality luggage. He's traveling back and forth to games. To, I mean, every day, every week. Right, that's um, part of his lifestyle. So right, that fits right in, right? No one, no one, uh, no one in the world is thinking about like who's really thinking about what what Dwayne Wade is carrying, like packing and traveling with, right? But them getting in front of that and brings it. You know, like I we had mentioned before, bringing like a very humanistic approach to your content. So, you know, when thinking of this, I, I think that that's just genius that, you know, we take someone like an athlete that travels so much and and kind of gives someone like a uh, a look and feel of like what that would be like. Um, but yeah, I was reading this. Um, there's this tool that it's, it's there's this influencer marketing tool for brands and publishers, and it's called it's called Olapic, and it said that like. 76 of their consumers like 76 of like social media 76 percent of social media consumers they believe that authentic content that's shared by ordinary people is more honest than like brand advertisements um in a way like really took took to that and understanding that insight there um they create a lot of a lot of their content is organic they don't do a lot of advertisement like on social and stuff Hmm. they're not doing a lot of like branded ads and stuff and I mean, look at their feed too. It's just I know it's beautiful. And the thing, the yeah, crazy yeah. thing is, it's luggage. It's literally the most simple thing that you don't. I don't think too much of my luggage. I got some luggage from. But the thing is, I think the thing that makes this different is you can take any kind of product, but when you start catering to the lifestyle that that audience mm-hmm. uses and lives and in wants. and can relate to People and want to wants travel. on a regular yeah. basis, right? That's how you really craft the story, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a suitcase, but there's an entire experience that comes with every time you go to grab your suitcase. Yep. You're going to the airport, you're going to security, you're going to a new city, you're going to a new country. Like, There's so many images that can come from that experience. Right. And that's what you think about, especially when it comes to social media. It's everything. I mean, looking through their I feed, and they have like dogs, families, women, children. It's just they have so many different people and so many different lifestyles represented in their social media presence. Like the diversity is, it's crazy. Yeah, it's no, that's really awesome. Another brand I wanted to dive into quickly here is Elf Cosmetics. So if you're unfamiliar, Elf Cosmetics is that. Um, and I say this word cheap, but I say it in a very friendly and um, <laughs> happy way. But it's a cheap um, cosmetics brand that you can get at your local CVS or your Walgreens, um, your Target, anywhere, honestly. And they have a wide variety of products. I've gotten um, a ton of things from their eyeshadow. They have a lot of different colors. But it's basically like the packaging is cute. It's all black. It's very simple. And... It's really cheap. It's really cheap, but it's decent quality. Um, so I recently got a DM from Elf Cosmetics, which is so exciting. Like, Mama, I made it. I got a DM from Elf Cosmetics, and they said, we're selecting 100 girls to receive $35 vouchers, 
and redeem them on our website, get some product, and share some content over the next couple months. Would you be interested in participating? And I was like, um, yes. I like mm-hmm. I already use their products. I, I'm familiar with, you know, how they work and, and what kind of products they offer and I was so here for it. So I how do you think they, they came across your Instagram? I have no idea. I really I really have no idea. But um they asked me for my email and I sent them that and we had a couple email exchanges and I got my voucher. I ordered my product and it came in the mail the other day and I literally have a box of like 17 things here to shoot and to create content with. And there are like no real like specifics. They just said, you know, share whatever you want. You can do stories, you can do posts, you can do videos, you can do um, pictures, you can do anything but just share some content over the next few months. And I'm really excited about it. And then they put me in a group chat with other women who are doing the same thing. So we're all engaging with each other's content and following each other. Ryan, there's someone in in here who lives in Yellow Springs. What? Isn't that so (laughs) weird? I've never, I've never seen this girl before. I've never heard of her name, nothing, but... So funny. Everyone's like, I'm in Ohio. I'm in L.A. I'm in Connecticut. I'm in Arkansas. Like, all over the world. That's amazing. What do you think you're really going to do? Cool. You think you'll do, like, a tutorial or, like, a more, like, a what? lifestyle? Like a- Stay tuned for my YouTube channel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> or will it be your gonna, IG channel? IGTV right. channel. I'm going to do... I'm going to do, uh, I think, a flat lay. I'm going to take a picture of my... Um, hydrating coconut misc at my desk and kind of do like a this is you know what i keep at my desk to say hydrated and and then i'm gonna do some videos of me actually doing my makeup i'm gonna do some play some play around with some eyeshadow colors and different things like that i'm excited it'll be fun nice, nice. it'll be fun but using so this is kind of tailored towards user generated content but also tapping influencers and other people to share their experience gifting them free products gifting them a free experience and and getting their raw opinion and, um, you know, message on how they feel about your brand. That's a really great strategy to build. As long as you got some quality stuff now, you can't be just sending your stuff to everybody and thinking they're going to have a good time if it's not quality. <laughs> they probably, I mean, it, so it sounds like what they did was really tap, like, micro-influencers. Were these other girls, did they have, like, large followings, or is everybody kind of like? Everybody's kind of in the same realm, 2 to 3K. Gotcha. Don't. I'm trying to get to 3K soon. Are you gonna buy your followers? Or maybe this no, maybe this little campaign will boost you up there. How many followers do you have right now? Tell the world. How many followers do I have right now? I have two thousand seven hundred and twenty five followers. Do you know all these people? <laughs> sure. Right. No, I don't know all these people. <laughs> Let's wrap it up here. I want to... So, the last brand. So, we've talked about Fenty. We've talked about Away. We've talked about Elf now. I want to talk about Bevel. Um, and I think we've talked about Bevel in some love form Bevel. or fashion on the podcast here. Definitely love Bevel. I've been paying attention to Bevel since I was in college. Um, Bevel is a shaving system for men of color. Uh, men with coarse or more curly style of hair. They, they, they like, really innovated the shaving industry, which is something... And, and specifically, the black male shaving experience something that hasn't really been innovated in forever like your barber barber shops black men kind of use the same product the same you know shave the same way think about shaving and a haircut the same way that 
black men have thought about for years. So Bevel has really, like, really infiltrated that and found a white space and now is doing super, super well. And they also have a women's brand. Um, but I want to talk about Bevel specifically because something I think that is really dope about their um, their brand and, and I think something that they're really getting right on social media is really interacting directly with their their customers. And they do that through their like the lens of their CEO. Um, so the CEO, his name is Tristan Walker, and he has a pretty active presence on social. Um, and he's just, he's he has a voice, right? And he's using his voice, you know, in the on the mediums where his consumers are. So Tristan Walker has has done a lot within his career. Um, he's a co-founder of Co Twenty Forty. Co Twenty Forty. Co twenty forty, mm-hmm. yeah, which is like a, it's a, it's like a tech. It helps get like black and brown people, uh, black and brown college students within, um, get them opportunities and, you know, provide them with leadership and training and workshops within the tech space. But um, so, so Tristan Walker is the co, like one of the, like the founder of that. But then he's also the founder of Bevel and CEO of Bevel. Um, and his presence on social media, like he, I, Tristan will comment. He's he, you know, pitches in commentary on just about everything, right? Politics, like I would catch him talking about new music, sneakers. Like he's using social media just like everyone else, right? Just like a normal person. But I mean, most like CEOs, right? Most you think about a CEO of a company. Um, well, things are a little different now, and like a lot of these brands we're talking about right now are, are they're younger brands and more up and coming and like emerging brands, but. You know, like the CEO of like a Nike or the, a CEO of like Kellogg's or something is, is not really like, I'm not looking for them on hands social media on. or like right or hands right. on or directly talking to customers and asking for them about their experience. I think what what Tristan Walker and Bevel does really well is they're just constantly connecting with customers. Like, customers will be asking questions about something. He'll respond as if he's like the social media. <laughs> he's almost like their their community right. manager or something. Uh, which I'm sure they have someone, you know, on their team to manage that. But he just very interactive with the feedback and, and you know, they do a lot of sharing, sharing different tutorials and like product reviews. And they do a lot of partnering with barbers and showing barbers actually using the bevel trimmer and the bevel like shaving system in action. And they're just constantly interacting directly with their consumers. And I see it all the time. I'm just like, wow, this is really cool. Like I've even commented on their stuff and you know got a response back from tristan like i think it's really it's a really good strategy they do a lot of like they'll like screenshot different people using the razor and like people sharing their experience like like i'm looking at something right now like bevel should make a history book because i need to document i need to document my razor bumps they're a thing of the past so like (laughs) that's funny yeah so uh that's really funny yeah i love how how engaged he is on social and we've been talking about this brand for a while so it's really cool to see them grow and expand into other product lines and things but i think this is interesting if you compare like bevel to like a fenty beauty yeah they're definitely using the face of the companies or like the founders or the names of the companies in a different way tristan more hands-on and and really in the middle of a conversation Mm -hmm. and rihanna more so is like setting the tone for you know the ideal customer who's going to wear this stuff like she we purchased Fenty to be like Rihanna, and and you know <laughs> we purchased have some Bevel. Kind of connection to Rihanna, right? Right, 
and we purchase bevel more for like the experience right and the um lifestyle and the aesthetic and everything but tristan is just still very hands-on in the middle of the conversations it's definitely on social i think that's so cool love it um so check these brands out so we we talked about a lot here but so we talked about finty talked about away we talked about elf cosmetics we talked about bevel like just take a and even if you don't think about brands like this on social media really just start to pay attention like i'm gonna we definitely want to encourage you to just think a little think a little deeper especially if you're interested in a career in social media and marketing and and and, or if if you're interested in launching your own business or your own product or your own brand one day um or even if you're just thinking about how to, you know, do better on your own social media to grow your own following and to cultivate a stronger personal brand, it's important to pay attention to what's working well for other people. So yeah, and we'll do like a we roundup. Let's do a little roundup. We can post these. Maybe we'll do a little roundup of these on Instagram so people can like see some of their stuff. So yeah, I think that'd be great. We want to know what are your favorite brands to follow on social media. Be sure to share your takeaways from this episode with us on Instagram or Twitter, and you can find us at Bossed Pod. And also, if you have any ideas for future episodes for us or a specific topic or a boss you think we should interview, let us know. You can always shoot us a DM on social or send us an email at bosshoodpod at gmail.com. And as always... Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Our Legacy. Our Legacy focuses on building and exposing the legacies of creatives, leaders, and entrepreneurs of the African diaspora. We're excited to be a part of the Our Legacy family and hope that you will join us. Learn more at ourlegacy.co.